Welcome everyone to the Learn Fresh podcast. My name is Nick Monzi, CEO and co-founder of Learn Fresh, and I'm joined by Calvin Seibert, our chief academic officer, my co-host, and affectionately and appropriately nicknamed the game changer of education. Changing the game. Today we're talking again with three long-standing educators from the Learn Fresh community about their experience with the NBA Math Hoops program. In episode two, we spoke with Denzel Smith, Robin Seeley, and Sean Patterson about teaching during the pandemic. We can't control the kids' environment when they're at home. And so now you worry about that connection that kids may not be getting that we provided for them. But those other ones who who don't feel uncomfortable anymore because because they're not in, in a room with the eyes. In this episode, we're sharing more from that conversation with a focus on what NBA Math Hoops has meant to them, their students, and their teaching. Today on the Learn Fresh Podcast. As we laid out in episode one, NBA Math Hoops is our flagship program implemented in communities and classrooms across the country over the last eight years. The program, which is centered around the physical and digital NBA Math Hoops board game, has grown to serve over 350,000 students nationwide and is growing every year within the U.S. and abroad. One of the most exciting events on the program calendar is the NBA Math Hoops National Championship, which brings together a group of students from program sites across the country for a weekend of competition, learning, and fun. Students participate in a culminating tournament as well as STEM workshops, college campus visits, and special events with the host team. Calvin, we've had some super special memories with these educators. All three of them have brought students to the NBA Matthews National Championship. Um, I, going back to 2017 and our first national championship experience, can think of so many incredible, special moments that stand out in my mind. Is there any one for you that you'd love to share as we kick things off here? Well, uh, shout out to all of the teachers in the building today. They're all GOAT teachers and educators, uh, you know, in their own space and, and right along with MBA Math Hoops. But the, um, the, the one that kind of stands out most to me is the first national championship experience. Um, Robin, you and I, uh, you know, we were there and uh, that was a really special moment uh, for the students, the whole experience. Uh, you know, for the kids to be able to meet students from all over the United States, uh, continue to compete in a game that they were doing, you know, well within their own classrooms and uh, and to, you know, hang in there and and try to hold it down for for the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> and they did uh, all of all of the educators and students um, did an amazing job, you know, with their sportsmanship and uh, and just, you know, enjoying the experience, something that we had never done or you know, I had never even thought of doing. <laughs> we were both, uh, you know, teachers at that time, Robin. So it was like, what? We it was our first experience as well. So um, to to think of that 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 always is a special special one for me. Um, but kind of fast forwarding it to the, the most recent national championship, I got to pull it back. I can't leave you hanging out there in Philly, uh, Denzel, <laughs> with your uh, with your your students winning the regional championship. And then turning around and winning the national championship for that year. Um, that was a really special thing. I haven't seen that actually hasn't been done yet. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a regional a regional team winning and then um, winning the national championship. So that was a, an amazing experience um, to see the the um, the maturing and during that weekend, 
from certain students. You know, that was that was amazing, too, because, you know, it, it in, in our program, it's not necessarily about who, you know, the big thing is not who wins. Of course, winning is a goal, but uh, it, you have to learn how to win and lose. And, and with our program, second place, third place, fourth place, you can go all the way down the line. It, it's not really losing. It's, it's just setting yourself up for another opportunity, really. And Sean just had a runner-up team this year in 2020 in the virtual tournament. So Absolutely. Recent history. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. Awesome. So we're going to kick it into some questions now. Uh, Calvin, you want to go ahead and get us started? Sure, I'll, uh, I'll kick us off. So, um, Denzel, can you uh, kind of introduce yourself and, and let us know uh, what, what brought you to uh, the work that you do within education? Yeah. So my name is Denzel Smith. I teach right now in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, I guess a little bit of my backstory about why I became a teacher. I graduated college as a criminal justice major with aspirations of being a uh, cop and or lawyer. I ended up getting to the juvenile justice system and uh, working with kids. I knew all my life I wanted to work with kids um, in some capacity, shape or form. I started out in the juvenile system and I just I just said like, this isn't it. This isn't how I wanna impact our students. Um, I don't wanna see them down this road. I kinda wanna get them before they get here. You know, I did my very best, I feel like, and I gave them my all every single time, counseling the students while I was there and, you know, trying to help them get on the right track and even help them rebound to get, you know, back on track. Um, but I, 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 I wanted to push myself to kind of, you know, get them before they get to that as uh, kind of hitting rock bottom a little bit. Um, so I went back to school, um, got my master's in education and, you know, proceeded to move forward. I, I, I grew up in uh, Bayonne in New Jersey, in Jersey City. And, you know, I taught there for two years and ended up in Camden for the, for the last five, six years now. And they're similar, very, very similar demographics. Um, so, you know, it's, it's my environment. It's the way I grew up. And it's the, every time I see uh, these, young, these young boys and girls uh, in this environment, I look at myself. So uh, I always see how I would, I would want to be taught. And that's how I try to deliver it to the kids. Fun. Um, you know, learning without them, like even realizing that they're learning, like, oh my God, I remember if it has to be through a song, a melody, um, you know, dressing up or, you know, having them dress up, put it on sunglasses and, or bringing the beach to the classroom, you know, anything crazy and outgoing that makes it memorable for the kids to remember that day that they, they learned about fractions or they learned about percent or they learned about, <laughs> um, you know, estimation and, you know, doing algebra, pre-algebra, you know, those are the kind of things that um, make it memorable and, and make them want to keep on coming back and wanting more. And especially in our school in Camden, shout out to Mastery Kramer Hill. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> put the plug in there. <laughs> That's what's up, Denzel. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Robin, no problem. Robin, same question. Uh, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and what brought you to the work uh, in education. Um, I have been a teacher and an assistant principal now for a little over 20 years. Um, I went to Central Michigan uh, University here in Michigan and then went out to Vegas and spent 15 years out there teaching in inner city areas. Um, very similar to Denzel wanting to do whatever I could to get kids excited about learning. And then life happened. And so I came back to um, Michigan to be closer to family. Um, started here in the Flint area. And then um, last year transferred to Lansing, but same demographic, just a different 
city with it, trying to get kids excited about learning and doing whatever I could to get the excitement going for them. And I will say that Math Hoops has done that in both the Flint area and in Lansing with a brand new group of kids right now that are fighting to who can be the next one to get into the Math Hoops group. Okay, So that's kind of my story of where I'm at here in Lansing with the Math Hoops program. And uh, lastly, uh, Sean, what, can you uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us what brought you to the work uh, in education? My name is Sean Patterson, and I teach in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And in college, I was always uh, business-minded. I don't really know if there was a defining moment that made me switch into elementary education, or maybe I just hung with that crew, and they sort of got me into that uh, into that field. But as soon as I got into the School of Ed at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, I knew it was just the right spot. Um, my father's actually, he was a principal, uh, now since retired, so I had that also going for me in the family, and I I stuck around southeastern Wisconsin, and I have taught in this area or nearby for the last 14 years. Um, the majority of my time spent at my current location, Bruce Guadalupe Elementary School on the south side of Milwaukee. We're predominantly Hispanic, um, and I, I feel like that the the community and the families here are, are really tuned into their children's education, and they're, they're aware of what's at stake. And they are such a huge support for us inside the classroom. And we're, we kind of have a unique experience here at my school because we are hybrid this year. So we have some kids in-house. We have probably 60% of them at home. And it's it's been a very interesting first half of the year or so, uh, getting them getting them all engaged and keeping them either online for the entire time to teach, uh, and also teaching the kids in house at the same time. It's it's a it's a big balancing act. And when uh, my my fourth grade team realized that Math Hoops was going to be coming out with the the virtual platform, it was uh, you know it was the sunshine coming down through those crazy looking clouds. And uh, it, it was great. I mean, and, and they love it now. Um, I, I love playing the game, too. I have to say I'm the top uh, top winner in my in my group. I don't know if that's skewing results at all. You can take Sean Patterson out of the student field uh, if you want to. Um, but uh, but it's great. They, they have such a good time playing it. Um, and, and as always in years past, it's, it's been wonderful. And I do want to dip back to that national championship experience if I could, because I was in Detroit, uh, for it. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to maybe going back to Detroit coming up and that'd be really cool. Cause I know we were supposed to this year and things, uh, went the way they went to, cause, uh, not only is it a great place to visit, but when you have a, a tour guide, such as the likes of Calvin to uh, to help you find a good spot to eat. Shout out to Sister Pie. Um, it's uh, hey. it, it's it's a great place and it's it's a great game and and everybody at Bruce loves it. We're just happy to be there. It's happy to have it. <laughs> I love I love the stories. I love the stories and it speaks to the family here. Um, I I want to pivot to the Matthews topic specifically before we dive deeper into the pandemic and and the effects of that on your classrooms. Some of you already talked about some moments that have been interesting and exciting and memorable for you. I would really love for you to talk about the impact that the experiences had 
for you in education broadly, not just individual moments, but you know, what does the NBA Matthews program mean to you and your students as an experience, um, looking at it from an academic standpoint, from a social emotional standpoint, and from an engagement standpoint. Denzel, could you speak to that a little bit first? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it just gave our kids an outlet, you know, more fun in the classroom and an outlet. I use it also as an extracurricular activity for after school. Um, Math Hoops gives them another outlet to come in, to play, to hang out and to compete against each other. Um, the competition uh, amongst our students is is un, unmatchable, I feel like, because of the way sometimes, hey, it ends up in tears because it's, it's, it's going, it's battles happening. <laughs> and um, I think that, you know, with this experiences that these kids uh, have, you know, throughout they're growing up now, their hardships that they're going through, um, it gives them something else to think about. It gives them something else that they don't have to worry about for a bit. And, you know, if they get their mind away from that, just invested in a board game, you know, that's that home away from home. They they enjoy it because of the competition and it gives them the opportunity of the things they can do outside of their community. So if they have a chance to go play against other students or travel like a season to make the regionals, to make the national, why not? You know, I address my kids as like, why not us? Give it a try. You can't say, you know, you can never have something if you never try and give it 100% and 10% of your effort. So, you know, why not us? So they worked hard and, and they work hard when it comes to math hoops and, you know, when we happen to make it to where we are, we look back and say, yeah, we did that because we worked hard. And, you know, just knowing that, you know, they can apply that to everyday living rather than just for stuff that they just want once in a while. Yeah. And I'll just flag too. So I live in Philly and now as of last December. And uh, I've driven by your school a few times when I've been over in Camden. And I, one of the things that I just absolutely love every time you I go it. there is you guys you have these it. banners. You, have, you made <laughs> national championship banners that you hang on the fence out of the, outside of the school. And there's such power in showing students that academic experience. Yeah, it's connected to sports, but it's still it's still a in-class learning experience can be something worthy of a banner like that, just like an athletic title. So that always Absolutely. gets me when our every school time wins, I go by our when, school. Our, when our school wins something, we like to just put it out there. That we're yeah. just good at <laughs> something. And it goes from the top down. These kids love competition, and they know they're going to have to fight for everything. So they love it. Yeah, I, I love that. I love it. Robin, do you want to share a little bit about your experience and, and what the program means to you? I originally was introduced to this program um, I was talking to my kids today about five years ago, um, the year that we did the first national tournament and the community ed director came to me and he said, Hey, well, can we use some of your class time to do this game? And I thought, Oh my Lord, one more thing you want me to do in my classroom. I don't have time for this, but he was like, come on, come on. We got to get this going. We just got training. And I said, okay, show me how to play this game. So I sat one night after school with another one of our community people and he kind of showed me how to play this game. <laughs> I got online with looking at the YouTube videos that you guys had put out. And I went, okay, I can do this with my kids. So I went back to my sixth grade group, introduced it kind of a little step-by-step step with the manual and everything. And I saw the excitement come with practicing basic math facts. And I thought, wow, okay, I can spend three minutes a day having them do this time test and have a bunch of paperwork to grade, or I can just have them doing this math game. And then one afternoon, the kid came and he's like, Miss Ely, we didn't do any math today. And I said, you didn't? 
And he's like, no. And I said, let's think about this for a minute. How many games did you really play today? And he's like, well, we did two full math hoop games. And I said, let's think about how many math problems you just did. And he went, oh, that was math? <laughs> and it was like, here this kid is, you know, looking and he knew the statistics and he knew the terminology to use, was doing great, could correct the kid across from him. So that year I just used it just in my classroom. And then the next year the community ed director comes back and he says, hey, do you want to do this after school? Why, sure, I can give up an hour after school every night to do this. Well, we started with two nights a week. And we had so many kids that we had to, in a sense, somewhat expand my room to get all of the kids in there sitting in their groups of four. And then the next year he came and he's like, okay, we got to go four nights a week with this. You know, we can't just two, two nights. We got to go to four. And I was like, sure, I'll give up four nights a week <laughs> to do this game. <laughs> and it became, having gone the first year, and we had all the media in our building because of Asia making it to the first national tournament. And then year two, Willie making it to the national tournament. So then it became, everybody wanted to play because everybody was going to go to this regional tournament. Everybody was going to go to the national tournament. <laughs> and then, and I mean, the kids were just, it, they would do anything for me to give them time to play math hoops. Okay, we need to learn this today. Well, if we get this done, can we do this math? Okay, fine. If we do this, we'll play math hoops. So the excitement just came and you get drawn in to their excitement for learning. And then I kind of lost it last year, having moved to Lansing and had third graders that weren't quite there. And then the pandemic hit, so we didn't get to it. And then this year I thought, fourth grade. I've got some kids that are really good at it. So I started with the online version and four of my little boys got, I mean, just, I videotaped the first one. I think I sent it to Kelvin. Just watching their animation of yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. So then I thought, wait a minute. I still have some board games left, okay? I'm gonna, at one of the pickups, give them board games with some cards. We now have it so that we're all virtual, completely virtual, we don't ever go into our building. But we had a supply pickup and I thought, I'm gonna give some of these kids the board game. They are now giving up their day off of Wednesday to meet with me for an hour to play the board game version in small groups. What child wants to give up an hour of their day off to come sit with their teacher in their Google Classroom <laughs> to play this game? And this year, how I kind of ruled it out was I used another program to be sure they knew their facts because of the online being so quick, I needed the insurity. Well, now you see this excitement. They come back from lunch. I beat you today. I beat Martrell. I beat this person. I beat this person. <laughs> now, once they've passed that other program, they come in and go, I passed my division. Do I get to do math hoops now? And so I've slowly gotten these groups coming in to tell me that they're ready for the online version. And today I did get the question, when do I get my board game? <laughs> so at some point before next Friday, I need to make a trip to Lansing to deliver a couple more board games. <laughs> so that's kind of, in a sense, it was, can we use some time? And now I've just got kind of sucked into the math hoops and I can't, I can't stop. So just kind of an exciting time for us. And I love the effort. I think one of the things that you speak to, not directly of yourself, but I can speak to it, is just the effort that you're putting in as the educator to create that experience is really special. And that's a big part of the power of this. We have the vehicle of equipping you all with something that you can use to get your students excited about math. And I agree that, you know, 
kids wanting to give up their free time to do math is pretty rare, but the effort that you all are putting in to curate the experience is definitely noticed. Sean, if you could share a little bit as well, that'd be awesome. And I know the program's evolved for you in interesting ways. You've had a student in the in-person national championship. You've had a student in the virtual national championship. You've had this grant that you've won now through some of our work with State Farm and the NBA. Just talk a little bit about the experience on your end. Sure. So our, uh, our our school is part of a community organization called the United Community Center. And our executive director, three, four years ago now, three years ago maybe, came to me and said, hey, uh, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks who would like to extend this offer, this, this math program. Uh, can, will you do it? And I was um, I was ecstatic that we had an opportunity to include, you know, the local NBA team, uh, one which I follow uh, and a lot of the kids surprisingly follow at their age, nine, 10 years old. Um, and immediately it became one of our staples for our after school program um, where I rotated through all five of our fourth grade classrooms throughout the week and uh, and played the game. And the the kids loved it. The engagement level is just extreme with the kids because it's a fun game to play. It's high energy. They know the material and it's a great way to interact with kids in the after school for peer to peer relationships. And so that first year we were able to do a Math Hoops live event with players from the Milwaukee Bucks, which was awesome. The kids were just so they're so jazzed that they were able to go and see, I mean, just how tall these people are, right? Because they've never been to a game before. Um, and that was a really exciting time. And then the, the following year, we get a uh, national championship. Juliana goes. Uh, we go to Detroit. Oh, great experience. Um, come back with that. We get to present. Uh, Julie and I presented in front of the school board, in front of the heads of the agency. Um, and then in subsequent years, the Bucks began adding all of these sites um, I uh, get offered an all-star all educator position, so I'm connecting with a bunch of uh, a bunch of teacher and staff, taking phone calls from principals saying, "Hey, how can we implement this in our school? We only have this amount of time. Can we do it?" And uh, and really just having a great time myself promoting promoting the product and uh, getting these other schools to realize that this is such a great way to have the kids uh, not only learn these these basic basic arithmetic facts but also develop different sort of relationships with the kids that they're playing with and become better sportsmen um, and women and it was it yeah it's it's been a trip and and like everybody has said once COVID hit and we went virtual uh, the board games just become obsolete if you can't reach the kids that are at home and you can't and you can't pass that out and and having that virtual national championship a lot of people were following at Bruce were following the 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 tournament and um yeah, it was it's it, yeah, so there's been ebbs and flows and it's been a really interesting uh, three years and and in that time having first and 10 being developed uh, and and my kids looking forward to to possibly getting into getting into the other games that that might be uh, expanding and 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 not losing the excitement and the desire to play math hoops um, and then this year uh, rolling it out with fourth graders who who had never seen it the play is obviously different when it's online because they're not going against the people but it's great when like you hear them say oh i beat you last night and there's like no you didn't i didn't play and, and and just like realizing oh yeah that was a computer i was playing against but i still beat you 
Um, and it, it, yeah, it was, it's, it's been great. The kids, the kids, like I said, the kids have loved it. I've loved it. Um, and it's, it's been high energy the, the entire time we, we play it both during school and after school. Um, it's, it's a part, I love going online and, and seeing them playing it at home even, uh, after they have left the school building and, and really just immersing themselves in, in the program and, and me knowing that they're learning. Uh, and playing and having a great time. It's, it's, it's been wonderful, Nick. It's been really great. In this moment, a year into the pandemic, we're wrapping up the 2021 NBA Matthews Regional Tournament Series, which has taken place entirely online this season with matches hosted over Zoom. Last summer, we also implemented the 2020 National Championship as a fully virtual tournament a format that we'll be replicating this summer for the 2021 National Championship in lieu of an in-person event. While we can't wait to get back to in-person programming, we've made great strides in developing a set of digital NBA Math Hoops program resources to go along with in-person programming. If you're an educator, parent, or student, check out the NBA Math Hoops mobile app available for free download on the App Store and Google Play. The Learn Fresh podcast is produced by our very own Nick Monzi and Sumner Becker, with additional production assistance from Caitlin Woodward. Sumner Becker also does our engineering, editing, and music. The Learn Fresh podcast is part of the Side Audio Network an audio community founded by Jeremiah Ote and Naranjan Kumar. Shout out to Jeremiah of the Learn Friends family. <laughs> the Side Audio Network hosts podcasts that aim to transfer trust between people and communities through storytelling and conversation.